For the first time ever, the Supreme Court has considered the doctrine of economic duress in its recent judgment involving a case with Pakistan International Airlines and Times Travel. My name is Zara Hussain and I'm a partner in the litigation department. Thank you for tuning in to this podcast. In this podcast, I'm going to be considering the recent judgment by the Supreme Court and its implications for parties to a contract. Now, whilst it's well established that the threat of an unlawful act can give rise to an economic duress claim, the question of whether a threat to carry out a lawful act, such as, for example, threatening to lawfully terminate a contract, can amount to an actionable economic duress has been more controversial and uncertain. In the Pakistan International Airlines case, the Supreme Court considered whether the threat of a lawful act could amount to economic duress and the criteria for determining this. In short, the Supreme Court concluded that the answer was yes. The threat of a lawful act could, in certain circumstances, constitute economic duress. However, the threshold is a high one in commercial scenarios. The Supreme Court's judgment is important for any parties which are negotiating and operating under commercial contracts, and it is of particular relevance where the parties may be perceived to have unequal bargaining power. Turning now to the background of the case, well, in 2006, Pakistan International Airlines Corporation appointed Times Travel UK Limited as its travel agent specialising in flights from the UK to Pakistan. Times Travel acted as agent to sell tickets on flights to Pakistan from the UK. At the time, Pakistan International Airlines was the only airline operating direct flights from the UK to Pakistan. Subsequently, a dispute arose between the two parties concerning Times Travel's entitlement to commission on past ticket sales. Times Travel asserted that Pakistan International Airlines had failed to make certain commission payments. In turn, Pakistan International Airlines threatened Times Travel by saying that it would not enter into a new agreement with the travel agent unless the travel agent agreed to waive its claims for unpaid commission. Pakistan International Airlines served notice under the contract to terminate the agreement with Times Travel. In the meantime, however, the parties managed to agree the terms of a new agency agreement predicated on the basis that Times Travel would waive its earlier claims to commission. Times Travel subsequently issued proceedings for the unpaid commission against Pakistan International Airlines and contended that it was entitled to rescind the new agreement, which included the waiver of the earlier commission claims, as I mentioned, on the basis of economic duress. Now, at first instance, the court decided in favour of Times Travel and held that the agreement was voidable for economic duress, even though Pakistan International Airlines' threat to stop engaging in business with Times Travel was lawful. The Court of Appeal, however, took a different view and overturned that judgment and held that the doctrine of lawful at duress did not extend to circumstances where the defendant uses lawful pressure to achieve an objective to which it believes it is entitled in good faith. Accordingly, 
Pakistan International Airlines pressure did not constitute economic duress, which meant that waiver of the commission claim was binding and Times Travel could not pursue it. Times Travel decided to appeal the decision to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court unanimously upheld the Court of Appeals decision. However, two separate judgments were handed down by the Supreme Court, a majority judgment and a minority judgment, which each provided different assessments of when a lawful threat or pressure would be sufficient to constitute duress. Despite the two separate judgments, all members of the panel agreed that lawful at duress including lawful act economic duress, does and should exist as a concept in English law, having its origins in the doctrine of undue influence. Turning out to the elements which are required to show lawful act duress, the Supreme Court agreed that three key elements are required in order to establish lawful act duress. First of all, you need a threat or pressure which is illegitimate. The threat or pressure in question has to cause the party to enter into a contract. And you also have to show, finally, that that party has no reasonable alternative but to get given to the threat or pressure. In its application of the test to the facts of the case, the Supreme Court did not dispute that the second and third limbs had been satisfied, concluding that the threat by Pakistan International Airlines induced times travel to waive its claim, as well as the fact that times travel had no reasonable alternative but to succumb to the waiver in order to enter into a new contract with Pakistan International Airlines, which was very important for its business. So the key question was whether the threat or pressure exerted by Pakistan International Airlines on times travel was illegitimate. All members of the court agreed that there was no illegitimate pressure exerted by Pakistan International Airlines in this case, because the company had genuinely believed that the commission in question was not payable. However, the different judges had different views on their assessment of when a threat of pressure would be illegitimate. When considering whether the pressure was illegitimate, the court should focus on the nature of the demand made and whether it was justifiable instead of the nature of the threat. The court also agreed that economic lawful at duress must be narrowly confined so as not to undermine English law's reputation for certainty in commercial contracts. However, the court held that the extent of lawful actress is not fixed. It's a fluid concept and court should approach any extension of its scope with caution. In the minority judgment, Lord Burroughs argued that illegitimate pressure required two elements. Number one, a bad faith demand in relation to an existing right. So, for example, the party making the demand does not genuinely believe that it is entitled to what it is demanding. And in addition, the party making the demand must also have created or increased the other party's vulnerability to the demand in some way. When applying this to the facts of the case, although it could be argued that Pakistan International Airlines had increased times travel's vulnerability by reducing its ticket allocation, a bad faith demand would have required that Pakistan International Airlines sincerely did not believe that it had a defence to the commission claims, which it was pressurising times travels to waive. 
on the basis that it had been established that Pakistan International Airlines genuinely believed that it had a defense to times travels claims, demanding a waiver in that context could not constitute a bad faith demand. The majority of the panel, however, thought that Lord Burroughs' bad faith demand test was too wide and that lawful act economic duress should be more restricted. In the leading judgment, Lord Hodge stated that bad faith demands may not be a rare occurrence in commercial life. Discreditable behaviour can be a feature of commercial activity. So in conclusion, it is clear that the Supreme Court judgment shows that the scope for finding unlawful, sorry, finding lawful at duress in commercial transactions is narrow and will only be applied in the court recognized that the law accepts that the pursuit of commercial self-interest is justified in commercial contexts. Freedom of contract and certainty are two key tenets which underpin English law and have to be borne in mind and upheld. So what should parties negotiating contracts do? Well, they should keep records of their decision-making process to help counter any arguments that the process was conducted in an illegitimate way. As a firm, we have extensive experience of contractual matters. And if you are involved in negotiating contra contracts, then please contact me for advice and assistance. Thank you.